Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. And joining me today is David Wood, a former consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. Now, he's built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching and coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. Now, today we're discussing how to choose the right goals and plans, the power of stepping outside of your comfort zone, and the five steps to double revenue in less time. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you, Brittany. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, I am so glad to have you here. And you have so much to talk about. And you've had so much going on in your past that I just have to let people know. Guys, David is no stranger to adversity. He has overcome challenges himself. He's survived a full collapse of his paraglider and a fractured spine. He's witnessed the death of his sister at the age of seven, and he's suffered with anxiety and depression. So David, oh my gosh, you have got a past, you've got a history, and so many of us just really can relate. So give us a little bit of background. Sure. Well, I grew up in a country town in Australia, and I thought I had a pretty normal childhood. But when I was 23 or 24, I went to a, a psychiatrist and said, wait a minute, what's going on? I've, I, I, I think I'm in love with this woman. I've broken up with her eight separate times. I don't understand what's happening. And he helped me see that when I was seven and my little sister was killed in a traffic accident and I was there and I witnessed it, he helped me see that I hadn't grieved. They didn't take me to the funeral. We didn't really talk about it. I think they sat me down with a priest at one point and it didn't make any sense to me. And so apparently what happened is I grew up very left-brained and very good at numbers and systems and business and money. I even got paid to go to university and university was free. It wasn't it's not like in the US where you rack up hundreds right? of thousands of dollars. <laughs> no, university was free. And on top of that, I had the privilege of getting a scholarship and getting paid to go to university. Wow. And then when I wanted to go to New York, because I realized I can't keep affording to travel around the world. I did a year of travel and I'm I, this is expensive. Can I transfer to another country? And they said, well, we'll put your name forward. And I ended up getting a, a consulting gig on Park Avenue, consulting to Ford and Sony and Exxon and Procter and Gamble at the age of 24. I thought I'd made it. And then the therapist helped me realize, yeah, but you're missing a lot of other things. You don't know anything about intimacy, about vulnerability, mm. about true authenticity. So he taught me how to cry. 
And then I went and someone told me, why don't you do this personal growth program called the Landmark Forum? And I nearly didn't because they smiled way too much and they all wore name tags. And I, this is, a, and anyone who does self-help must be uh, weak-willed and they're just a sheep and they can't think for themselves. Unfortunately, that was my viewpoint. They cracked my heart open. And I realized that there are people who actually devote their lives to making the world a better place. I didn't know that was a job. I didn't know you could do that. So I quit my job after eight years of blood, sweat, and tears qualifying as an actuary. I just quit, went to Australia, and I started training as a coach because I'd actually coached someone during that program and changed their life overnight. And I got hooked. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Look at the courage this woman is drawing from to go and change her life and go and confess to her husband that she had an affair 10 years earlier and risk her entire marriage purely to tell the truth. I want more of this. So that's how I got into coaching. And I ended up resigning from the Institute of Actuaries 25 years ago. And I really haven't looked back. This is what I'm supposed to do to help people grab all the puzzle pieces of their life and business and make sense of them and to live a life that they can be proud of so that when it comes time to be on our deathbed, I want each one of us to be able to look back and say, I gave it everything. Right. It did not hold back. And yeah. that's what drives me. Oh, yes. We love that. We're all about living life with no regrets. And speaking of that, if you have a unique take on choosing the right goals and planning. Can you give us some background about choosing the right goals and the plan and why is it so important? Firstly, one thing that separates us from the animals is our neocortex. We have this part of our brain that can envision future and then work towards that future. And I think that's amazing. I don't know when in history we developed that ability, but we have it. But how many of us are just going about our day exactly the way we went about yesterday? How many of us have not said, all right, what would have me do the happy dance at the end of 2022? And I offer that question to all listeners to grab a, a piece of paper and a pen and just write, what would have me call all of my friends and go, check this out. This is so cool. I set mm. this, these goals and I actually achieve them. Now, okay, one thing on your list is probably going to be money because more money is better than less money. And particularly the first $70,000 a year can make a big difference. Okay. And in fact, at the end of this episode, I'm going to offer listeners a chance to have a double your revenue audit with me. And I call it that because most people want to double their revenue, <laughs> but we're really going to look at all of your life. But that's the first thing that might be on your list. Okay, okay, money. Is there a figure that would actually make me a lot happier? And for some of my clients, there isn't actually a number. They've already got money handled and they're like, I want to know what else. So there might be some relationship goals. How do you want your relationship with your kids to look? With your partner? Do you have a partner? Do you want a partner? Is there something about your self-care? Maybe it's exercise, maybe it's nutrition, maybe it's yoga. Is there something about your self-expression that would go on this list? So I'm just offering some categories so the mind can go, okay, around self-expression. Like, for example, for 10 years, I've been saying to myself, I'd like to really get into acting one day. And every now and then I'd go and dabble and I'd do a short film or I'd try and get an agent or I'd update my resume 
or I'd go and do a weekend course or something. And I just dabble in it, but I never really dived into it. And recently I started speaking aloud this goal of mine, like I'd like to get into acting. And someone said, I'm going to go to an audition for this local play, Dracula. Do you want to come? And part of me is, hell no, I haven't even done a class yet. But then another part of me says, oh, this is what it sounds like when the universe is knocking and saying, hey, would you like to step out of your comfort zone, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. What is it for you? Maybe it's acting, maybe it's singing, maybe it's playing the piano, maybe it's swimming with dolphins, maybe it's you've always wanted to go and live in Brazil. I don't know what it is, but start creating and maybe you've done this already since we're already into January right now what does it look like and ask the question what would have me do the happy dance because I made the mistake of spending eight years qualifying as an actuary and it was painful Mm. I can't tell you how painful it was to to like imagine I, I don't know what it takes to qualify to be a surgeon but I imagine it's hard I imagine it's brutal. And I imagine there's times you want to give up. It was like that for me with the actuary. And then when I finally qualified, I'm like, oops, that's really not where I want to go. I just (laughs) climbed the wrong mountain. And I quit my job. And then I found out, oh, I want to be with people. So I think it's important. And you could go and do a course like the Landmark Forum to help you work out what you want to create. You can work with a coach. I'm biased towards coaching. I've been a coach for 20 years. And at some points in my life, I've had up to five coaches Mm -hmm. in my life. I'm working with two right now because I just think we can do so much on our own Mm -hmm. and listening to podcasts and reading books and whatever, but with someone else saying, Hey, have you considered this? Uh, Have you tried this? Would you like to be twice as efficient or four times as efficient with your time? Would you like to achieve twice as much in half the time? These are questions that I think are worth sitting with and answering because they can change our lives. So to summarize the two things that I think coaching can help with one, choose better goals. It's you you can't afford not to, you don't want to spend five years on the wrong mountain. And secondly, can you move towards those goals at two to four times the speed and have way more fun along the way? Yes. Yeah. I think that that is so huge. And just a few minutes ago, you mentioned stepping outside of your comfort zone Mm. and it's so important for so many of us to step outside of our comfort zone. We're in a position or in a place in life where we care so much about what people think in our own success, even what we think. If I'm supposed to be this and I'm supposed to be that, or we put things in our head that this is what we're supposed to be. And that's just not true. How, tell us about stepping outside of our comfort zone. How can we step out further? Thank you. I love this question. I love the topic. I, I didn't realize until one of my therapy sessions, the, the doctor said, oh, you're almost counterphobic. And I didn't know, I hadn't heard that word, but when he said it, I didn't even have to ask. When I am afraid of something, my natural response is to lean into it. I also want to run, but there's a stronger thing that that says lean into it. And I think it's because as a kid, whenever I played small or I let fear run me, it felt terrible. For example, not asking girls out at school. I didn't do that. I was terrified. Not standing up to the bullies. I didn't do that. I was terrified. And it felt bad. And what I've learned is that when I go and lean into it, 
I usually feel better about myself. Maybe I get what I'm after. Maybe I don't. That's icing on the cake. I actually went to, I went to a retreat with thought leaders like Jack Canfield and, and John Gray uh, and Marianne Williamson and some of these mm. big names. Yeah. And I was privileged to be there as a peer, not as, oh, my, yeah, can I get a little time with you and watch you on stage? No, sometimes I was the one on stage and it was so awe-inspiring and scary. And I had imposter syndrome. And I realized once the retreat was done that I had four times gone and done something scary. I had gotten out of my comfort zone and I had asked for what I wanted. For example, I went and pitched Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup on writing a book with him. That was scary to walk up to him and, and say that. I asked an Oscar-winning producer if I could ride along on his next film shoot. That was scary. <laughs> I asked a woman that I was attracted to if she'd wanted to come to Costa Rica with me. That was scary. And what I realized is the reward is in the asking. Mm. The reward is that you didn't let fear run you and you just went for what you want. Now, sometimes you get a bonus and people say yes. Okay, so David, so you have to give us the answers. Did they say yes? The answers. So there were four questions I asked. I got three no's and one yes. <laughs> the Oscar-winning producer said, we might be able to do something there. And I'm moving to Los Angeles in May. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him again if that's possible. I think it'll be so cool to to be a fly on the wall. Although now that I'm into acting, I'd like to be there in the role as an actor. But we look, the comfort zone is wonderful. Yes. I don't want to, I don't want to disparage the comfort zone. It's I've got my cup of tea here. I've got a lid on the cup of tea to keep it warm. And it's sitting on a coffee warmer. So this <laughs> cup of tea is never going to get cold. I've got a, a heater here at my feet. Very comfortable. Yeah. It's wonderful. But the thing is, We've let the comfort zone run us mm. over. The, and I, I think I imagine over the last 500 years, as we've learned how to get more and more comfortable, we've now got this little bubble and that's our comfort zone. And, oh no, I couldn't go and ask 10 people to work with me. They might say, no, I'd be rejected. That's what we're afraid of now. It's mm -hmm. not a tiger catching us. It's mm -hmm. just, we're afraid of feeling uncomfortable. So I have a great exercise. If any of our listeners are entrepreneurs, or if you have a job, you can use this as well. At the top of a piece of paper, if I was fearless, what would I do? Now, I'm not asking you to be fearless. That's crazy. And I'm not asking you to do all the things on the list. But, but we start with awareness. Where are our edges? Where, what would it look like to get a bit beyond our comfort zone? And I've already said one of the reasons to do it is it feels good, maybe not in the moment, maybe not when I went and auditioned for Dracula. Some of those moments were not pleasant and comfortable, but the feeling afterwards on the ride home was I did it. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason to do it. The other reason to do it is all the rewards that you're looking for. If you're looking for to grow your business, to double the size of it, to double your revenue, to double the impact you're making, all the rewards you're looking for lie just beyond that comfort zone because everyone else is living in their comfort zone. So if you're going to write down on your list, what would I do if I was fearless? And you might say you'll have a circle on the piece of paper for business. Okay. I asked this celebrity to endorse my product. I would go and pitch this organization. I'd do a Ted talk. I'd create a podcast or I'd pitch 10 podcasts to go and be on their show. 
as an expert, whatever it is, I'd call 10 people and ask them to be clients. Yeah. Start to become aware of what lies just beyond the comfort zone, then have another circle for relationships. I would tell the truth to this friend, hey, this doesn't work for me, or I don't want this friendship anymore, or I'd tell my partner, this is what I want in the bedroom, or whatever it is. I, I just pushed myself recently. There's a woman I'd wanted to ask out for three months, and I just, ah, nah, she gets asked out all the time. She's paid to be nice to people because she has a job where, where she has to be nice to people. And finally, I went and did it. And it felt, it didn't feel good in the moment of, <laughs> hey, I want to ask you out on a date because I was scared. But it felt good afterwards to know that I'd expressed myself. And then it also felt good that she actually said, yes, that was a bonus <laughs> on top. So what would you do relationship-wise? What would you do just in your life? Would you change countries? Would you move to another state? Would you go and get a house that feels good to you? I don't know what it is, but start asking yourself and even better, get a coach, work with someone to help you find your edges. Mostly with my clients, I, I think I'm doing two things in each session. One, helping them acknowledge and appreciate everything they have done and to approve of themselves exactly as they are. Right. And then from that base, okay, what are you going to do this week? What right. would be edgy for you? What would feel good for you? And then we start to work out, okay, there's your action plan. Off you go. I love that exercise. That is awesome. I love that, guys. I hope that you do that. And even if you need just a little bit extra push, maybe when you get in the shower, instead of having all hot, switch it over to cold get out of that comfort zone, switch it over to cold, feel that, that immediate feeling of discomfort, and then switch it back over to warm and get back where you want to be. And I, I just love that just actionable step, David, that you just gave everybody, just get out that piece of paper and make that happen. Of course, if you're driving or <laughs> be very careful, but yes, that is so yeah. excellent. And I'm glad you brought up that shower example. Because everything's connected. And I did this for maybe a couple of months. I'd get in there and I'd work out ways to have a cold shower because they right. really do scare me, <laughs> particularly in Colorado. Like the, that water's cold. But I found ways to do it. And that and then I felt proud. Oh, look. And you can just step into a really cold shower for a minute and then turn it hot. You can have it hot. And then at the end, you can turn it cold. And this is a great metaphor for anything you're scared of. What I would do is I'd put my right arm in and I'd let my right arm get the shock. And then I'd put my left arm and then I'd do my right leg. And then I'd do the left leg and then I'd do my, my lower back. And then this, and this was the hardest spot for me. I'd step in and I'd let it hit my neck. But by then it wasn't too scary. And then I'd turn around and I'd do the front and now that all the body had gotten that, it wasn't that big a deal to, to let the whole body receive it. And that's part of what I do with clients. It's okay, this looks scary. What's a step you'd be willing to take in that direction? And so for acting and, and this audition, I was like, oh, okay, I'm pretty scared. What's a step I'd be willing to take? And I got a piece of paper. I could Google how to do a German accent because I wanted to audition for Van Helsing and talk like this if I'm going to be German. <laughs> and so I, I learned how to do this on, on a YouTube video. 
And so I, I'm like, all right, I get the accent. And then I went <laughs> I and uh, then I bought the script. I'm like, I should read the whole script so I know what the play's about. I don't think anyone else in the auditions had done that. And then I memorized the lines because they gave us the sections that we'd be reading. And I memorized them and I practiced with a friend. And then I hired a coach. If you wanted, you really want something, right. get an edge. So I hired a coach and the coach helped me prepare for four separate roles that I wanted to audition for and gave me some tips and pointers. And then I went and did it. And guess what? They cast me as the lead. I got the role of Dracula in a paid professional production. So now I can call myself a, a working professional actor. But, and I also didn't need to get that. I was stunned. I thought there's no way they're going to give me the lead, but I might get one of these other roles. Thank, thank you. It, yeah. I'm a huge fan of finding, finding your edge and writing it because on your deathbed, I don't think what you're going to say is, thank God I was in my comfort zone my whole life. <laughs> exactly. I think you're going to say, I'm so glad I stepped out of it. I'm so glad I reached out to those people. I'm so glad I pitched that organization to speak and, and I got a yes. I'm so glad I did what was edgy for me with my kids. I'm so glad I confessed that thing to my partner and his or her anger so that I could be honest and have no secrets. These are worthy goals yes. to, to move towards. Yes, without a doubt. And you also mentioned a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and you mentioned the steps to double your revenue. You mentioned doubling your revenue. And so many of us are in a position to where we're like, hey, we're doing okay, but we'd like to do a little better. So what are your five steps to double your revenue in less time? Yeah. And I'm actually going to answer a different question, which is also going to answer this question, but it's how do I move twice as fast and pleasurably towards what I want. And one thing you may want is to double revenue. And I think I want to, this is ambitious, but I think I want to answer this in two different ways. So let's go meta. Let's okay. go to the big picture. I've identified nine different buckets and I have an eight-week program that helps people go through these nine different areas. And I'm just going to throw them out so that listeners' brains can go, oh, yeah, that one I need to work on and that one I need to work on and that one I've got handled. So the first big area is your productivity. And what we need to do is set the vision, say 12 months from now, and then we need to look at mindset. What are you believing? Because we all have limiting beliefs that keep us in a box. And so we need to look at, in particular, what one thing I love to do with people is what would it take for you to be unstoppable? What does that look like? And then the third thing in this big bucket of productivity is we really drill into productivity and look at how are you operating over a year? How are you operating over three months? How are you operating over the next seven days? And how are you operating each day when you wake up? Gotcha. So that's all in the productivity bucket. Then we get to the next bucket, which is dollars. Let's talk money here. And so we need to look at, do you have a flood of leads or do you have a trickle? Mm. You may have a traffic problem. And then how are your conversions with whatever traffic you do have? The people you talk to on the phone, the people who come to your website, are they actually opting in to what you have to offer to your lead magnet? Are they actually buying your product or service? And then the next one, this is, we're up to number six. It's all about 
leveraging or loving your customers. So do you have an upsell sequence? So your customers have something else they can buy from you. Are you following up well with the people who haven't bought from you yet? How many products or services do you have? So we get into that. And then the final bucket, final big area is leverage. And this is all about your time. Number seven is, have you identified your genius zone? The stuff that you love to do and you're great at. We want to be clear on that. And then we need a list of all the other stuff that you are going to farm out, maybe not overnight, but over the next few months, you're going to farm out to other people so you don't do them. And then we get into hiring. Like, how do you find the right team for you? And then number nine, I forget what that, I forget what number nine is, but it's probably awesome. So <laughs> those are the nine areas we go through in the eight-week program. This, is, this was a bit fast, but... What you can do is let's look at those nine areas and say, all right, for me, I've got this and this handled. These are the three for me. It might be setting your vision. It might be traffic. I need more traffic. And then it might be conversions. Or maybe what, it's, what it is for you is actually the day-to-day, how do I be four times more productive? And right. if you, we could drill into that a little bit, I have some steps for that. And I have a download that, that I want to offer listeners that has this has this stuff on a checklist. So you can say, all right, check, check. I got those handled. These are what I need to implement over the next two weeks so that I can achieve twice as much in half the time. Okay. And let's let everybody know where they can get that download. Oh, okay. So I created a special link that's easy to remember. That'll take you to a hidden page on my site and it'll give you this download. And also if you want the double your revenue audit, you want to get on the phone with me and see what your plan should look like over the next 12 months and if coaching even makes sense for you. And if it does, we can set up coaching with you. And if it doesn't, that's fine. I'm not a fit for everyone and not everyone's a fit for me. But you can do these things at myfocusgift.com. That's myfocusgift.com. And the download is particularly about, it's about setting the 12-month goals, the three-month, seven-day and then what will I do tomorrow? And, and then what happens is even when people have done all that, they sit down, they've got their two things that they're going to work on. And then what happens? Oh, there's a knock at the door. Oh, wait a minute. My phone ring. Oh, wait a minute. I'm checking email. Oh, look at that little cat video on YouTube. Oh, look, there's a text message. Right. I don't have time to respond, but now I'm thinking about how, what I would do to that. And then it gets to one o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon. And you haven't even done the two things that you had decided were the most important that day. That's fine. This checklist is going to help you with that as well. So it's huge. This is dense. I'm giving out a lot of information in a short period of time. It's okay. You don't have to take on all of this and you're not going to do it overnight. But if you get the download and then step-by-step go through and check the boxes, I really think it could change your life. It could change how you're working each day. And at the end of each day, you can say, I actually worked on what I said was most important today. And I stayed focused. And that's why my hat says focus CEO, (laughs) because focus can change your life and it can feel really good. And I want you to have that good feeling at the end of each day. Yes, we all want that good feeling at the end of each day. So you also mentioned um, that there were five steps. So we went meta. So what are the five steps? I'm glad you asked because I said them, but I said them pretty fast. 
So one, set your vision 12 months from now. You have to know what would have you do the happy dance. Number two, create the 12-week version of that. And I know I, I sometimes get hung up with, oh, God, I don't know what my milestones are. But it's really just how would you know? What, how would you know that it's time to celebrate 12 weeks from now? Mm-hmm. So for each of those goals, and I'll keep it really simple, for those 12-month goals, have three business goals, three personal goals. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, right? Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be mm-hmm. complex. And then 12 weeks from now, what's a milestone for each of those six goals? So you'll have six milestones now. For example, one of my goals is to be the lead in a major network film. Big goal to have one year into yeah. acting, but that's a goal. A milestone three months from now might be to have the lead in any film, any feature length film. Could be a crappy one, could be a director's first one out of the gate. That might be a milestone, for example. And I, I did just get cast in the lead in a student short film. So that's oh, on the, okay. it's all on the way. Okay. So we got number two, which is your milestones. Now, number three, you need to have an action plan for the next seven days. Now that might sound a bit overwhelming, like action plan, what is that? No, no. all it is a bullet list of the things you have chosen to care about for seven days. The 20 other things that you wish you could do, that's okay, put them on another list, put them in a drawer. This isn't easy because the mind says, I wanna do everything and you, (laughs) you can't. And I want you to prioritize, I want you to focus. So realistically, this is actually what I can do in the next seven days. And this will move me towards my milestones. So that's number three. Number four, what's going to happen a week from now? A week from now, you're like, I had this great action plan because I listened to David on the Total Fit podcast. But then next week, you're not going to have an action plan. So number four is very simple. Put a date with yourself in your calendar. I call it a CEO date because you are the CEO of your own life. CEO date, and it can be 10 minutes. That's all I'm asking you for. 10 minutes once a week, four o'clock on a Friday, nine o'clock on a Friday, nine o'clock on a Saturday, four o'clock on a Sunday. I don't care when it is. I care that you put that in your calendar, that you set an alarm to remind you to show up for that date. And then you actually spend those 10 minutes. And I'm going to warn you right now, many of you are not going to go and put this in your calendar. And so it's going to be lost forever. And many of you are going to put it in your calendar, but you're going to be busy when that alarm goes off. And you're going to ignore it, right? (laughs) And you're going to ignore it. What I did for several months made a deal with myself. If I did not create the action plan, and again, could be done in five minutes. If I did not have the action plan done by one o'clock mountain time on a Friday, I had to send $5 to an ex-girlfriend I was angry with. Now, I tell you what, first time I missed that and I had to send that $5, I was annoyed at myself. And so I started blocking off time in my calendar for for this action plan. Mm -hmm. And I'd set two alarms. I'd set one in the morning and then I'd set another one and say, you literally have 10 minutes left to do this. (laughs) And then lo and behold, it got done. Now, once I did it for the first three weeks, it became a habit. So not that big a deal. All right. So that's number four that you actually set that date with yourself so that every week you know what matters and you know what doesn't. That's a game changer. And then the last one, and there are more steps that we won't have time for on this download. So I really want you to get this download at myfocusgift.com. You've got your weekly action plan, but how will you know what to do 
tomorrow, how will you actually stay on track with that plan? I suggest that step five is ask yourself at the end of each day, if I was only allowed to do two things tomorrow out of everything on that action plan, what would I do? What would those two things be? That's a way to focus the mind. And I, I think a great time to ask this question is at the end of your workday. I said too, hey, in 10 minutes, you're going to have, have to answer these two questions for tomorrow, or you get to answer these two questions for tomorrow. Okay, got my heads up. Thank you. I'm going to finish what I'm doing. Then the second alarm goes off. Okay, I write down on two post-it notes, these two things, this is what I'll do. And then you play a game when you wake up. Can I do these two things before I do anything else? And that's right. where the discipline comes in. So those are the five initial steps in achieving twice as much in half the time. And you don't need to do it overnight. Get the download, print it off, check the box. Okay, 12-month goals done. I spent 10 minutes on it. Check the box, 12-week goal, 12-week milestones. I've got it on a Google document or I've got it on my wall. And then number three, do I have a date with myself mm -hmm. every week? Is that set up in the calendar? The alarm set. Okay. Right. I love checking off stuff, right? It's so right. fun checking off stuff. You do that. So you go through and you start to set it up. It's easier with someone else helping you set it up, but you can, you really can take what I've said today, go through the list, check the boxes. What happens is people tend to get started and then they go off the rails because the monkey mind comes in and it's so strong and you need to just get back on the rails. That is so powerful. And you've given us so much. And this is where we have come to the part of the show where it's called our mentoring moments. And this is just where we ask for even more wisdom from you. So if you had the opportunity to post on a worldwide billboard, what would your message be? Find yourself right. Find yourself. We spend so much time. Like one thing I'm really good at is helping people manifest things in time and space. Okay, you want more money? Let's do that. You want to get into acting? Let's work out a plan for that. You want to feel happier. You want to sleep better. Okay, let's create a plan for that. I'm, I'm good at that. But we're often doing it on a base of I'm not enough. I should be this. I should have more money. I should be more successful. I should be better looking. I should have a partner. I should be thinner or whatever. And that's no fun. And I get a little sad thinking about that. And I do these things to myself. My resolution for this year is to begin with finding myself right, mm. approving of myself and my choices exactly as they are. Last night, I had uh, one and a half scotches mm -hmm. as a drink. And I know I have a value on one of my values is not drinking, but am I going to feel guilty and shame myself? There's a temptation to do that. My commitment is to find myself. I chose to do that. Mm -hmm. I chose to have that drink and I enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed it. I had a drink. <laughs> I played a video game. I had a good time. So I'm going to find myself. And then if I do have a goal of uh, more sober hours in the day, I can create Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I won't have a drink or I'll replace it with something else. And I want to get to bed earlier. So I'm not going to guilt myself for staying up till 1120 last night. <laughs> and, I re and I recommit to being in bed by 11. That seems right. to work well for me. So the billboard would be find yourself exactly as you are. And that may be a life journey. 
for, for many of us, I know it is for me, then we can create change on top of that. Yes. Oh my goodness. You have done it, David. Thank you so much, my friend. Okay. I know that our audience will want to connect with you. So you've already given us one website. Can you please let us know the best places that you like to hang Where I hang out. If you go to that link, it'll take you to my website. My website is focus.ceo. It's not.com, it's .ceo. But this, the, the special link I gave, which is my focus gift com will take you to a page where you get the download. You can get into my sphere of influence. If you want to get a couple of videos from me a week, I send short, punchy clips on how to have business and life be better. You can subscribe to my podcast, which is called Extraordinary Focus. There are lots of ways to play at that myfocusgift.com. And I really would encourage you, if you are already up and running with a business, you're already generating revenue, because I don't work with startups unless you're funded. It's just so much easier for me to make it an impact on your business if you're already over some of those hurdles and you've got income coming in. Go to that link, myfocusgift.com, put in your email address, and then you'll be able to request a double your revenue audit with me. And I'm going to ask you some probing questions. I'll tell you up front, I'm going to get right in there. There'll be quite, you'll have to spend five or 10 minutes thinking about what really matters to you before we even get on the call. And then I'll take that information and work out, we'll work out together what your plan looks like and if coaching is gonna have an impact. And I'd, I'd love to hear from you. It's a great way. I see it come in my inbox. You get to schedule it straight away in my calendar. And then we get on the phone and, we, and I know that can be scary for some people. It's like, what? I'm gonna talk with this guy I don't know about my life. If that would be stepping out of your comfort zone, then I encourage you to go to myfocusgift.com request the double revenue audit, get it on my calendar. And I'm really not that scary. Really, I'm really great. not. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty nice guy, but I realize that might be one way you could step out of your comfort zone. So thank you so much, David, for coming on the show. You've brought so much value. Thank you. My pleasure. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash total fit boss chick you're listening to the total fit boss chick podcast bye for now